G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Greg Bondar, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg Bondar, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. It's a big day. (laughs) It is a big day, Greg. Give us your general overall impression. And given that this is early stages and not everyone has had time to think through the implications of what's gone overnight, but what's your overall impression? Well, Neil, I I also, I think, worked till 4am this morning trying to work out the nitty-gritty. And uh, there are some very good uh, things that have come out of this, but some very, very disturbing as well. As you know... The bill passed, uh, as you mentioned rightly, so 926, but the the actual amendment that the Labor put up was defeated. Well, in actual fact, it was 62 to 62, and the um, Andrew Wallace, the Speaker of the House, voted it down, so the amendment didn't get through. What's going to happen now is, Neil, the bill is, as you know, before the Senate. Now, they're going to try and push through all the amendments that Labor couldn't get through down the lower house. Now, the coalition does not have the numbers in the Senate and I've just found out from a news release that uh, Amanda Stoke has said that the bill may not pass today through Parliament. Now that's disturbing because as you know Neil the number of sitting days left is there's only nine sitting days before you know it goes into reset because there will be an election so we've got a real critical time situation on our hands at the moment. So Neil, it's very important what happens today in Parliament. (laughs) Greg, if it goes to the Senate today and an intense debate in the Senate, the possibility that it could be voted on today in the Senate, because in, in what I understand, if it doesn't get voted today, it may well be pushed back beyond the election. Is that your understanding? That's absolutely right. I made that point clear in a in in an article actually that I, I put into Spectator this week that it will not see the light of day if these amendments continue to be added. In other words, what I'm saying is, given the number of sitting days left, given the fact that this bill is contentious, given the fact, that, Neil, that there are uh, so many um, people that would like to see it not proceed, the situation we've got now, Neil, is that the bill is being delayed, in my view, and I don't think it will see the light of day before the election, now that may be a strategy on the coalition's part, or the or the or Labor, because then you've got something to go to the election with. So it's very important, very very um, strategic on either side of the political fence. Now, let's talk about this strategy for a moment, because it's been a long time coming, and uh, as I have heard, and listeners on this program will have heard, uh, the bill is described as unremarkable, and all it does is protect 
religious freedom in Christian schools and uh, broadly across uh, religious communities. So when we talk about an unremarkable bill and the strategies here, perhaps even as you're saying, on both sides uh, to delay this until beyond an election, uh, that actually, uh, you know, if it's happening on both sides, is that a strategy to try and diffuse what would become a very contentious election issue. Any thoughts here from you, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, look, the Prime Minister made it perfectly clear that we're going to have a religious discrimination bill in the three years. Now, coming now at the 11th hour before the next election, it's due before May, so we know that. And you've got to give notice to the Governor-General. You've got all sorts of preconditions to fulfil. It really limits the amount of time left to get this bill through. Now, the issue we've got here is that the bill as it stands at the moment, you know, we need a religious discrimination bill. There's no question of that. What we don't need is for it to be watered down, diluted, because it will be unfit for the purpose. Now, we made it clear to Scott Morrison, and in particular, I made the point, I think, some time ago, that Family Voice will not accept changes to the uh, Sex Discrimination Act, in particular, Clause 38, because once you remove that... We've got a big issue with schools uh, in, in terms of trying to fulfil their faith and values in terms of their uh, reason for being a faith Christian school or a, or, a, or, a, or a Jewish or a Muslim school or whatever it may be now. Uh, Greg, just clarify here your understanding of what's happened with the yep. uh, amendment and in the, for the Sex Discrimination Act 38.3 that you're talking about. Uh, what happened with that in the Parliament overnight? Okay, well, Labor tried to put up a particular amendment to do with vilification. As I said, that was uh, defeated on the vote of the Speaker of the House. Those amendments will now try to go up into the upper house. In other words, Labor will try and get it through where Labor and the Greens do have the numbers. Now, the problem with Section 38, let, let me just make it perfectly clear for, you, for your listeners, please, Neil. This particular section allows educational institutions to conduct their, uh, to conduct their uh, curriculum in accordance with the doctrines, tenets, beliefs or teachings of a particular religion or creed. In other words, to act in accordance with those beliefs. Now, what's happening here is that if that is removed, then you've lost the reason for the existence of Christian schools. Labor and the Greens and the others are saying, oh, now we need to have more protection because what this will mean is that a school will be able to expel a student on the grounds of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Neil, guess what? I have never in Australia seen a school do that to this day. So really a lot of these are sort of, uh, uh, you know, scaremongering and in point of fact, Neil, you know, why can't we have a religious discrimination bill? We've got an age discrimination bill. We've, we've got, you know, the sex discrimination bill. Neil, this is just part and parcel of any other discrimination bill, and it's much needed, I'm afraid. So this Sex Discrimination Act uh, amendment uh, that is being pursued by opposition and no doubt Greens in the Senate now, uh, the concern there, Greg, is that it will weaponise opponents of Christian schools under the guise of protecting transgender students. Any thoughts here on, on how that, because if we're talking vilification, any time you've got 
a reference to vilification laws, uh, those are very serious because it weaponizes uh, one side to use the law against the other. Uh, thoughts here? Yes. Now, look, again, I make the point, no religious school that I know of has ever done in other words, expel a student on the basis of their sexual orientation or gender identity. See, the issue here is, Neil, I think most Christian schools would welcome uh, these students to, to be part of their uh, school body. What they're not in favour of, and neither am I, neither is the general religious community, is when they start to express their 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 sexual orientation or gender identity through their practice, through their talk, through their behaviour, through their uh, whatever. That is not on. Because one of the things we've got to understand here, Neil, is that religious skills must operate according to their faith, their, their tenets, the, the values and, and, and their ethos. Now, if you take that away, Neil, that's the reason why... You know, it, it, it would take away the reason for the existence of faith schools, and and you know, to me, to try and repeal section thirty eight three and replace it with another uh, uh, provision or amendment, Neil, you can say goodbye to religious schools in my view, because really this is another attempt to water down what religious schools can and can't teach in their curriculum and what they can and can't do in terms of their uh, teaching faculty. So, Neil, it's a big threat, and we've made the point before. It's, we do not want it removed. We, there's certainly some changes that the coalition have made, which I think are quite acceptable, but in general, it's got to be the foundation for a religious discrimination bill, Neil. Uh, let me just bring in uh, some comments made by the New South Wales Premier, Dominic Perrottet, uh, who reiterated some things I think we've heard over the past four years, since we've talked about this quite a lot over that time. Uh, the thought that even having a bill or an act like this may actually ultimately do more harm than good. Any thoughts here? Because uh, some people will align themselves with that idea and say, well, if you've got a presumed religious freedom, uh, as soon as you start to try and coordinate a legal framework around that, then you actually create all sorts of problems. Any thoughts here around what Dominic Perrottet has been saying? Yeah, I do actually, Neil. Now, um I was on the ABC program PM last night. Uh, Dominic Perrottet was on there as well. And and he made the point that, you know, this is not a good bill from various angles, whichever way you look at it. My view is that it's not a good bill if it's going to be uh, watered down, if the amendments will uh, take away the true intent of the bill. In other words... What's the use of having a religious discrimination bill if it's not fit for the purpose that was in it? It was intended. In other words, this is what I think Dominic Perrottet is alluding to, the fact that if this bill gets so, ends up being a dog's breakfast, pardon the, sort of the phrase that's used in, in common parlance, then it's not going to be worth anything. And, and, and I have said, and a lot of people have too, that this bill cannot be altered too much, otherwise it takes away the whole intent. And uh, I think, you know, what, who, who said uh, some time ago, you know, be careful what you wish for. So if we want to get this bill through, then it has to maintain its foundational purpose, which is to protect religious faith in Australia. Uh, just like you've got sex discrimination, age discrimination, uh, disability discrimination, this is just like 
any other discrimination bill, and it's much needed now, I've got to tell you. Uh, Let's just turn our attention to Christians and the way we think about this bill and this process that's going on right now as we speak, because I couldn't help but notice, Greg, in watching some news commentary on television this morning, that even though we would understand this is a bill about protecting religious freedoms, uh, that all of the major uh, television networks this morning appeared to be giving lots of airtime to uh, the Labor MP Stephen Jones, uh, who delivered a very moving speech uh, about his own uh, son and also a, a homosexual nephew who had taken his life uh, recently. And a uh, very emotional uh, a, a speech and a very emotional interviews in all of the uh, the TV reporting this morning, but I couldn't help but think this is a complete distraction from the reality of what affects so many families and all of those uh, religious schools in Australia. Any thoughts about the reporting that's been going on? Yeah, look, Neil, unfortunately, they're letting emotion and scaremongering be the topic of the day. Now, look, I absolutely have a very strong in- in- interest in suicide. I won't go into the details at the moment, but Neil, they keep telling us that transgender, homosexual, you know, LGBTI kids are all going to commit suicide. Neil, I did some research on this, and this is all documented. The fact is that a lot of these suicides are not caused by their sexuality, they're caused by other factors. Now, the main reason for suicide in in youth, Neil, and anyone can check this, is is based on a number of things, family disturbances, uh, loneliness. Um, they are also feeling very much uh, as part of not being part of a unit. It doesn't have much to do with their sexuality. So what they're trying to do here is say to us, you know, my, my, you know these kids are going to be committing suicide. I hope not, and I pray not. But the fact is, let's get it straight, that suicide among youth is not about sexuality. It's more about loneliness being depressed, being on drugs, being on whatever. So let's get the facts right now. I feel for anybody who's gone through, uh, has had a family member or, the, or whatever, undergo suicide because I think it's very, very sad and important. In fact, as I said, I've got issues with it myself in terms of people that I've known. And as a chaplain, I find it very comforting to be able to talk to these people and say, look, you know, think twice about committing suicide. So let's get the details straight. But the media love this, Neil. They love to make sure that they can put in a real distraction. And then, of course, what does the general community say? Oh, if it's about suicide, we can't let the bill go through. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense, Neil. Uh, it's a little like uh, using those emotive uh, issues and arguments to, again, continue to put the boot in to the Christian church. Hey, let me just ask you about this, because conversations we've had now over significant time, the thought that uh, for the last federal election, uh, Labor really blew it because they failed to connect with the Christian community. And I'm just noticing, too, the way that uh, Labor spokespeople, including the leader of the opposition, Anthony Albanese, have uh, really softened the way that they've been talking about their desire to uh, to uh, protect religious freedom uh, just in these last few days. I mean, I don't think that's been the general narrative on the left side of politics, but uh, I've noticed a real shift there and uh, in some endeavour to be able to uh, change their spots at the last moment. Any thoughts here? 
Yeah, Neil, I'm glad you mentioned it. Now, you know, we've got to give credit where credit is due. And Family Voices had long discussions with your Shadow Attorney General, Mark Dreyfus, a number of uh, major senators. I think we've spoken to Christina Keane early. We've spoken to a lot of the, the staff members. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that Labor have acknowledged that there is a need for a, uh, a, a religious discrimination bill. Now, that is a great move forward. And I've got to make, you know, I've got to say that uh, that's a good step forward. And, and Labor have promised, uh, I remember when we had Christina Keneally on a webinar, you know, Labor said they were in favour of this bill. Okay, I've spoken to Mark Dreyfus, the Shadow Attorney General. He said they're happy to support it, subject to the final bill. Well, they've seen the final bill now. So they can go forward with it. And I think the fact that it was passed in the lower house last night, Neil, indicates that they're supporting it. What we've got to be careful of now is that when it goes to the Senate, it doesn't get watered down. It doesn't get uh, to a state where the bill comes back and it's a dog's breakfast. Now, one of the things that we made clear with the prime minister was if Section 30, 38C of the Sex, uh, Sex Discrimination Act is removed and 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 the coalition agree to it, then then PM will have cro- crossed the Rubicon and there's no turning back after that now. This thought of withdrawing support, now this has come from you at Family Voice Australia and it's been uh, also one of the, uh, the threats, you might even say, from the Australian Christian Lobby and we'll follow this through with the ACL in just a short while as well. The thought of withdrawing support for the bill if it is watered down to the point where it doesn't maintain the ability for Christian schools in that sense uh, to be able to uh, hire staff and affirm and model uh, Christian values. Uh, The thought of withdrawing support, what effect do you think that might have from major Christian groups like yours and the ACL and Christian Schools Australia if they do withdraw support for the government's position on the bill? Yeah, I think we've got to be careful with the word withdrawing support. I mean, I want to see a religious discrimination bill go through. Now, we can, you know, it may not be exactly what we want, but let's get it through in the sense that you can always lobby for amendments down the track. The fact is, if, it, if, if we're going to withdraw support, I think you'd re, you read that in the context that we can't support a bill that's not uh, fit for the purpose that was intended and that's the that's the sort of the the theme that we're taking. You know, how can you support something that's not going to work? So what we've got to be making sure of is that the government does not cave in to the the Greens, to the to the to the left, to the LGBTI ideology, and make sure that they have the substance to support a bill that they put up. And I, I've got to tell you, you know, uh, Michaelia Cash, the Attorney General, did a great job in getting this forward. But then if you're going to take out Section 38 of, of the Sex Discrimination Act, you're going to change certain clauses, 12 and 14 of the bill, you know, we're going to end up with a dog's breakfast and it's not going to be fit for the purpose, Neil. So in terms of supporting the Act, I think we will support it to the extent that it's fit for the purpose that was intended, Neil. A significant day today, the debate that will go on in the Senate, Greg. I wonder if for the Christian community... Uh, Listening to our conversation right now, uh, if ever there is a time uh, to spend a little time on your knees in prayer, inviting God to be the one who directs the next moves, how do you suggest listeners to our conversation today might pray through the issues uh, in expectation that God's 
sovereign will uh, can see freedom maintained. Look, Neil, I believe in the power, power of prayer. I have to tell you that, you know, uh, we all have to get on our knees, you know, either metaphorically or physically, and actually ask God for guidance. Because what's happening here, Neil, is I don't believe in chance, coincidence or luck. This bill hasn't come before Parliament because of luck or chance or whatever. It's come before Parliament, Neil, because it's needed. I mean, I, I have to tell you, Christianity is the most persecuted religion. Well, it's not a religion, but persecuted in, in, in Australia and worldwide. You, you can't do things that, in public, socially, because you're persecuted. I think this bill is required. It's got to send a message to all Australians that, you know, religion, faith needs to be protected and it needs to be uh, something that is part and parcel of Australian society. I mean, our foundation, our whole constitution was based on uh, on the Judeo-Christian uh, ethics. So, Neil, it's important, but let's put it to prayer, and I ask every one of your listeners to do so, and there's still time to contact your MP, Senator, and say, hey, we want this bill to be fit for the purpose that it was, that it was intended, Neil. Well, Greg Bonder, good and wise insights over what's gone on overnight in the lower house of our federal parliament. Greg Bonder, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. And I'll always uh, encourage guests, uh, listeners, uh, to visit familyvoice.org.au and uh, look for any updates and, uh, and certainly commentary on the things that are going on right now. Greg, thanks so much for your insights today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, for the opportunity, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.